everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are back doing On Friendship again. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> After our Christmas hiatus, uh, we are back talking about films uh, through a lens of friendship. And uh, I am here with Elisa Lucas. Hello. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? Uh, hanging in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel decided to pick a movie that was. Uh tough to watch <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> so uh, if anyone uh, cries during this it's her fault <laughs> yeah i'll have the tissue set over immediately yeah i i can't remember what brought it to back to my memory but i was thinking about the movie stepmom and it the the idea kind of crossed my mind that oh this would be a great movie to talk with elise about mm-hmm because it's all about relationships and and uh, so i thought that that would be good and then i watched it and i'm like what were they thinking why she texts me she's like i'm sobbing and i'm like well it's probably means we picked a good movie and then i watched it after her and then i did the same and now i'm yeah <laughs> i'm finger wagging at her <laughs> well so this obviously is not a Hallmark movie, but I felt like it was on brand enough Mm -hmm. uh, in order to talk about it. And this is 1998 film. And uh, is this one that you saw when it came out? Do you remember? Um, I don't necessarily remember seeing it in the theater, but I do remember seeing it around this time. I probably did see it in the theater. I worked at a movie theater at this time. So I probably... Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I worked... At a movie theater from when I was like 16 to 22, something like that. 17 to 22. So, uh-huh. you know, the the best part is, of course, seeing all the movies earlier, perhaps yeah. seeing them for free. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing I did life. see this. <laughs> I, I was so angry at my mother because she because <laughs> I wanted to work at the movie theater. But in order to do so, you had to be willing to work over Thanksgiving. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. We always visited my aunt and uncle in, in New York yep. over Thanksgiving. And so she refused to let me get the job. <laughs> it was so mad. <laughs> yeah, we always, because my brothers worked at the same movie theater before me. So I didn't uh-huh. work with them at the same time. They worked together. But for yeah. so several years, my parents, we, you know, re- re- we moved Thanksgiving dinner around the shifts that my brothers had and then me. Um, but I'm sure... You know, since they had a good decade lockdown to be able to see movies generally for free, I think they were able to figure it out. <laughs> but we often stayed home for Thanksgiving, it being like the immediate family. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting if we did were if we heaven forbid are to lose movie theaters, they really yeah. would impact. That's a, I think a lot of people's first jobs mm-hmm. are in uh, grocery movie stores, fast food, and movie theaters. Yeah, I, think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I remember seeing that mom and thinking that it was really sad, but really good. Yes. And I still honestly hold that thought. I think that this, it is a sad movie, mm-hmm. but I think it earns its tears. I, yes. It is, it is manipulative. It is, you know, trying to push all those right buttons. Yeah. But I think that it earns it with good performances and it builds up the relationship 
pretty well. Like it, it doesn't really turn on the waterworks till about the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I think there's a couple scenes like that might get you when you know what's happening. And so I, I, I mean, I know this movie came out 23 years ago, so I mean, spoiler alert, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about it as, yeah. as it comes on. What I think about this movie in particular what I think is important about this movie is that we don't often see these types of relationships. Oftentimes we have what might be called intact families is the academic term for Mm -hmm. families that have two parents without divorce um, and and then the children. And so what we see here is a family that's, uh, you know, experienced divorce and the father is dating someone and, 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 you know, thinking about getting remarried and you have, children who are 12 and I think the boy is eight um and that really impacts their world and I don't think we see enough of that maybe we do more now but certainly not in 1998 or or before so I think it's an important story certainly is it glamorized and and Hollywood you know makeover of course because that's where it comes from but I still think it's important to consider these types of relationships that people have so yeah that's one of the things I enjoy the most about this movie is that it really takes uh takes it this relationship and, and tries to understand it and but even more you mentioned great performances and I think a sign of a good movie is when there are children and the children are good actors because a lot true. of times I think directors and producers or that sort of thing they really have to direct children even more so almost like where children might be mimicking things instead of actually acting it out and 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 having that experience and I thought both the the child actors Liam Aiken and Gene Malone were uh great Uh, the boy is so cute (laughs) every time he laughs I laugh and uh there's so many great moments where (laughs) Julia Roberts sends him to the car and says don't drive away. And he's like, okay. And then she's talking to the girl and then she's like, let's go. Uh, ben will drive us home. You know, there's just like these cute little moments uh, that I think really highlight the personality of the kids and uh, they did an awesome job. So I think that's a really good point because uh, Anna played by Jenna Malone. She is a lot. Like, oh, did I say Jean? It is Jenna. Excuse me. <laughs> it's hard to tell from the spelling, but, but she is, uh, a lot <laughs> she is difficult she but... is a tween girl i love it i was like get that attitude i love it yeah but <laughs> it's definitely enough to feel like real and it's not the there's never any point where the movie is kind of validating that behavior like we know that that is not correct behavior right but like, we also know that's how it... kids act and then they yeah. you know they grow up and that sort of thing but yeah i i mean i felt her performance in my soul of a 12 year old <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean yeah. specifically one of the opening the opening scene julia roberts character who's going is at this point dating their father she is trying to get the kids off to school and she hasn't washed her purple shirt and it's purple shirt day. And I tell this story all the time about how I was in elementary school and girls had a purple shirt day and I wasn't invited. And I came home crying because uh, I didn't wear a purple shirt and people made fun of me. So I was like, oh my God, 
Anna, I understand why you hate your soon-to-be stepmom. <laughs> she didn't yeah. wash your purple shirt, and then you're going to go to school and you're going to stick out. Now, my purple shirt day was a little bit more malicious. It might have just been like sort of like a spirit day at school or something like that, but... Uh, right off the gate, I'm fully on board with Anna's character. <laughs> yeah, the, the kids really can be vultures at that yes. at that time, especially like middle school years. I remember we had uh, overnight camp mm-hmm. uh, in my school where it was like it was it was a weekend, I think, yeah. uh, where we went to camp. There was a school official camp, and um, I had started my period earlier than most of the other girls and a bunch of the the girls in my in my camp in my cabin found my tampons and they just decided to to basically like make fun of me Ugh. and how embarrassed i was yeah mortified and i mean now looking back on it you're like it's just a natural what you know yeah. why it's also like your problem. day's coming soon sister right <laughs> but they I'll really can't be that when you don't have something in the bathroom and you ask me to borrow something yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> we'll feel sorry for you uh yeah but they really can't be evil yeah evil evil kids <laughs> they're just they're trying to figure out life i mean you know but, it's Middle school's the worst to navigate that. Everyone's yeah. kind of like weird and ugly and no one knows yeah. how to cope with anything. And, and then you're trying to date someone like you're going out, like you can go anywhere. You're 12. Like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. And I think the reason why maybe this movie kind of rings true now is I, I honestly think if I were to find somebody and get married at this point in my life the likelihood mm-hmm. is is that they probably have been married before mm-hmm. and probably have kids absolutely and so it's something i definitely have thought about mm-hmm. and how i would be able to deal with all that now of course you can never really know until you until you're in that situation but it's yeah. definitely something i've thought about yeah, absolutely. Like if you're dirting, uh, if you're dating at a, a certain point, um, you there's definitely a high percentage likelihood that the person you might date and you might both have kids or one of you has kids. And so it adds another layer. And especially when you're like entering into a family that already exists, you know, that's it's. Mm-hmm. The waters are difficult to navigate, and that's why I think it's important to have stories like this, because people have a wide range of family experiences. There isn't one way to family, right? And right. and so when we highlight only maybe a couple kinds of families, it makes other people's families' situations look like they're not valid or valued and or there's something wrong or dysfunctional. And you know, sometimes relationships just don't work out. And sometimes there is dysfunction, but there can be dysfunction in families with both parents, right? Like, so we just have to like, I think it's more important to be honest about and and really just like open to the idea that Mm -hmm. families look a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that's interesting about this family is because it seems like they had been apart for, for quite a while. I mean, for Three years. Dating is about was it three years? For the quite family, a while, yet. Oh, sorry. The family. Yet, 
ended like the they walked one of them walked out three years ago and he had been dating um yeah for a year for a year yep yeah so he'd been dating isabel for a year and yeah they'd been separated for three years and but yet anna still held this flame that that they were going to get back together which seemed kind of surprising to me and maybe it's just that kids always hold that i don't know that hope that their parents will get back together but it seemed like if if it would be if it had been three years that she wouldn't be it felt so fresh to me yeah well and he'd been dating her for a year that's quite a long time i think there's like I have two thoughts about that. Number one, this movie came out the same year as the Lindsay Lohan parent trap movie. So kids definitely think that their parents are going to get back together at some point, especially with the parent trap, which um, the original is my favorite and is still mm-hmm. one of the greatest films of all time. In my yeah, mind. <laughs> if you want to learn more about all five versions of parent yes. trap, me and Marissa Serafini did a special episode of the podcast where we... Uh. Good them stuff. All down. One of my favorites is Parent Trap 2, which is like, you can watch on, I think you can watch on YouTube. But, yeah, um, you <laughs> but the other thought I have is that perhaps it doesn't feel real until it it starts to become serious. So maybe what's what's happening is, and maybe that's what's not clear in the movie, is that maybe the move-in is more recent. You know what I mean? Like, dating is one thing, but, like, if you're moving in and it starts to feel like your mom is being replaced, then it starts to become very real. And so it might just be a scab that was just starting to cover that you scratch at, and then the wound becomes fresh all over again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's probably true. One thing that's interesting about this movie is that it came out the same weekend as Patch Adams, and I think... That Patch Adams is the example of how to do this kind of emotion wrong. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they took a true story of a really cool person and made him into a, a joke. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the emotional part of it is a lie. It's false. Like yeah. thing with a girlfriend, that's all a lie. Yeah. And, and so uh, this, I think is how you do that kind of manipulation and that kind mm-hmm. of emotion at least better that's yeah. for sure well the thing about it is i think the emotion for me comes in and the realization of the characters played by julia roberts and susan sarandon that you know that susan sarandon isn't going to be able to see her kids around but there is someone here that might be able to provide them with some love and support and might be able to continue on her memory and I think like that's where it comes for me is that that realization that she's not going to see her kids grow up because, you know, cancer sucks and, and yeah. she finds out she has cancer. And I think that is a very true tale for many people. Um, and so it's almost like they weave together two very important tales that people experience. Number one is right. step families and another one is the just sheer destruction that cancer can do to people and to their families right. and well, I, I think Adams, it's like i don't want to clown for my doctor <laughs> it's one of those movies where you're like the bad people are right 
you're cheering for the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's where, and, and so that's where maybe some of the stuff has to be a little bit more subtle than like right. smack yeah. you in the face with it, where it's like, you know, there's one moment where Julia Roberts sort of helps Anna, the 12 year old deal with a boy yeah, that she's that. yeah quote unquote used to or is gonna go out with and then Susan Sarandon realizes she's not gonna be there for for her daughter experiencing these various moments and she kind of goes off on Julia Roberts and and it's almost like the the anger there is misplaced but um you know it's yeah. it's being angry that that cancer is the worst and it just doesn't seem fair yeah, and Chris Chris Columbus, it's interesting because he made two big movies about divorce with Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. and this. Yeah. And yet how I don't think he's ever been divorced. Which is <laughs> interesting. Well, I think he's and, always been married. So I don't but know it if be I, about his parents, you know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Christopher Columbus, I know the movies he's directed and in that sort of thing. And so there's plenty of them that I have enjoyed, but I did notice at the end of this one, it said in memory of Irene Columbus. And so it makes me wonder if his mom died of cancer and that, that some of these situations might be present day recollections of what he felt as a kid, you know? Yeah. It doesn't say anything in the Wikipedia. I was hoping I could find more about that, but I didn't see anything, but yeah, it's kind of, interesting that he's it must have been something uh from his childhood or something like that but uh, <coughs> but yeah i mean he's he's one of those directors that has struggled in the post pretty much post harry potter he's really i think struggled yeah. uh but uh he um he he did a good job i think weaving in humor and emotion into a lot of different films that he did. Of course, you have uh, the classics like Home Alone. Mm, my favorite. And, <laughs> yeah. And uh, The Goonies. Yes. Uh, he was the writer on. Uh, and <coughs> also in the... He was also the writer for Gremlins. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. All so, my childhood favorites. Yeah, that's right. And I love, I mean, I absolutely love Home Alone. It's one of my all-time favorites. Yes. So it's it's an interesting uh, canon. But it is, it is interesting that he would direct these two very iconic movies about divorced families with Mrs. Doubtfire and then Stepmom. Yeah, uh, and I think Mrs. Later. Doubtfire does have a certain layer of humor. And that kind of stuff, when, when you see humor layered in with these difficult topics, it just... I just think that it, it reaches sort of that kind of idea towards life. You're either laughing or you're crying and, or the, this idea that you have good moments with, with the bad and bad moments with the good. And that's something I can appreciate because it reflects the entire spectrum of life and our relationships versus just like focusing on just like kicking us all when we're down type of story, you know, or it's just like, painful you know or something that makes light of the situation where it's not taken seriously at all and I like that sort of woven together in a way that just makes it feel very realistic of course yes Mrs. Doubtfire 
that is extreme. He dresses right. up like a woman so that he can see his kids. But ultimately, the message that I think it's getting at is that he would do anything to to be able to be with his kids says a lot about feelings that people might have, you know? So, so I think he yeah. does a really good job with that. Yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting is with family in comparison to friends is that with family, we don't have any choice over who we are put with. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just, it's, and in this case, it's even more so because it's a, it's, you know, an additional spouse that mm-hmm. we have to share our children with mm-hmm. having to deal with that. And, uh, and what in your kind of study, I guess, about these kinds of relationships that it's like, I've got to, I've got to learn to get along with this person. They're in my life, but I don't really like them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that is very difficult to balance and to navigate because I think ultimately we are trying to protect ourselves or look out for ourselves. And so there is this self or individual focus. And, and I like, so for the father, it's like, he's concerned about finding another relationship, for example. And maybe that seems offensive because, you know, he didn't try to work very hard according to the kids in the movie to, to stay with his, uh, with his wife or to figure it out. But additionally, that why wouldn't his children be the focus, right? Why you're so concerned? (laughs) But it's hard to navigate because we all have layered needs in our life, which might be companionship and love, and 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 that might be come with romantic partners. You you need support, which might come from friends, and you know there's different needs for the different types of relationships we have, and I think that specifically with a movie like this with families that we're trying to balance what we need or what we want with what is best for the entire unit or for our kids. And I think that we have seen many tales, whether media based or based in the news or, or otherwise that there are a lot of difficulties that families that become separated, divorced um, have when, when you think about new relationships forming and I can't think of a more important relationship that needs, well, no. Okay. So we have lots of relationships that are important here. It's important for the former partners to be able to get along. I think it's important for the new partner and the ex-partner to be able to work together. And if you have two parents who are divorced and then they're both remarried, you have multiple relationships there. And then you're also thinking about the relationships with the kids. And so I think there's just a lot going on. It, it becomes, each relationship becomes more complex. The age of the children is really going to make a difference for how you proceed, I would think, um, because older children might be like, oh, I'm glad, you know, mom found someone or, you know, that sort of thing. Or younger kids might just be like, oh, mommy has a new friend or, you know, whatever the case is. And then, there's kids in the middle that really seem to be caught between their parents, right? Um, and so there is an entire body of research on that feeling, the feeling of being caught and or the feeling of that you have to somehow manage the relationships for your parents when they're the ones that got divorced, right? So I guess my point is, is that there's a lot of different relationships and we're also trying to balance our individual needs with the needs of everyone else. 
And that's where I think like Ed Harris, who's a fantastic, he's one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic. I do not like his character in this movie, to be perfectly oh, honest. I think the focus is on the two women. And that's part of my issue that he's like off working and it's like, oh, they can take care of it. And I'm like, bruh, no, these are your kids. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, it starts out with them finding out from the principal, I guess it is, that or the teacher saying that Anna is saying that they are going to be getting remarried mm-hmm. and, you know, and then trying to figure out why she would be saying this. And, uh, and, and there's also this conflict between Isabel and Jackie over, uh, over the, the, how they're going to, she's late, I think for picking up the kids. Mm-hmm. And, but what, what Jackie is, I think more upset with is the fact that, that she feels like the Ed Harris character is is making her is making Isabel do all this instead of spending time with his kids. Exactly. Is where some of that frustration is like you're saying. And there's a really good conversation between Ed Harris and the kids and he says, "I guess I fell out of love with your mom, but we're still friends." And the the kids say, "Can you ever fall out of love with your kids?" Yeah, he's like, never. Yeah, that's a... I just feel like... that was an interesting scene. Yeah, and I I just think, like, some of it, like, the focus on the women's relationship and not necessarily, like, how they're going to navigate everything, right? Like, there's a big moment where the, the parents sit down with the kids to tell them that their mom is sick. And, you know, Anna gets really upset and she storms out and he says... Anna, you don't walk out on your mother. And she turns around and she goes, no, that's your job. And then she stomps off the stairs and I'm like, ooh. So there's obviously, the you know, part of the reason why they could dislike Julia Roberts is because they're not happy with their dad and how he handled things, right? And yeah. one of the things that is pretty common, what I do know, now my area is generally interpersonal. I focus on friendships. So there are plenty of awesome people who do research on family. <laughs> but what I yeah. understand is that men are more likely to get remarried than women are. And so what you might find is that, you know, men get, maybe they get remarried, they get remarried quickly. Um, or maybe it takes longer, but they are often more likely to get remarried first before women or more likely than women to get remarried. And so that act, you know, adds in an interesting, you know, component to consider. And, and some of that might be going back to gender communication and men being in families, but that perhaps, you know, in some cases it's the man who works in the and the women are the ones doing, you know, taking care of house and kids. And what's interesting in this movie is that Susan Sarandon's character used to work for Random House Publishing, but she hasn't worked there in 11 years. And Anna is 12. So it one might wager a guess that she stopped working to be able to focus on children in the house right. and the home and the family and the husband. And then what you have is Julia Roberts, who's dating uh, Ed Harris and then is going to marry him. She is a really popular and well-known photographer who is often then, uh, having to compromise her job to take care of yeah. the children. And so uh, they're, you know, and maybe I watched it with my 
42 year old lens versus <laughs> the one from when I was in my twenties, but I was like, this is bull. This is bull. <laughs> it's like her job shouldn't be compromised to be able to take care of his responsibilities. It doesn't mean that when you step in as a step parent that you don't have a role of responsibility, but they are not your children. They become yeah. like your children or people would definitely say they've adopted their stepchildren. There's so many wonderful stories about step parents, unlike Disney, right? You know, it's like the ugly stepmother <laughs> and, you know, Julia Roberts even talks about her ugly step mother wart that she probably has on her nose, right? And that we obviously set it up that stepmoms are evil. We don't have a lot of stories about evil stepdads, but that's a story for her discussion for another time. Yeah, it's but, true. Are you thinking this for Sound of Music? It's like our one good stepmom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that comes later because they don't see her in that role. Like she doesn't come in as like the that motherly figure. She comes in more like a nanny, right? I mean, I feel yeah. like... Yeah, okay. I haven't watched Sound of Music in a long time, but I was like, if I recall, she comes in yeah. with a guitar and like, let's sing and songs and sew yeah. clothes out of curtains or something, you know? Yeah. The, that's true. And I did kind of laugh that they made her a photographer because that's such a thing in Hallmark is that if they want if they want to give somebody a creative job, then she's a photographer. Well, it's it's also- like the go-to. He's <laughs> kind of it also seems like a flexible job in some ways. And if there are any photographers out there listening, clearly know that I am not one. So you can correct me. But like, I think that's what they play off is that there's some flexibility, yeah. but even to a point where that flexibility has been taken advantage of and, um, you know, her boss lets her go. But what I love about that, though, is for her, the kids at the beginning seem like a nuisance in some ways right? Like her and Anna get in a fight and she's like, you know, I'm glad you're not my mother or something like that. And Julia Roberts is like, thank God for that. But then she realizes immediately that's like not the right thing to say. So you can see she's struggling in this role, maybe a little bit, you know, a little yeah, bit I mean, I don't drowning. <laughs> I don't blame her. I mean, yeah. she is put through a lot. I, she even gets them a puppy and yeah. Anna tells her that they should name the puppy Isabel. <laughs> Because he smells like you and I'm allergic to you. I mean, she is rough. I mean, I would struggle. I would probably be crying. Well, here's the thing. My favorite part of this movie is Ben, the little kid, but he's a little escape artist disappear. Like, he believed he was born a magician, which is super cute. And he wants to be a magician, but he disappears. And then there's like one moment where he makes her a potion. Right, he's like she's going to drink it. It's cocoa, but it's his potion. And then she like falls asleep, and he goes downstairs to his sister. He's like, "I killed her." And then like he's scared, and then he's like, "I killed her, killed her, killed her." Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's like I don't think I think they're kids being kids. Like I don't necessarily see anything that's completely out of character for someone of their ages, right? Um, nothing completely malicious in my mind, just a little attitude, perhaps. Um, but I mean, I think what it highlights is like relationships are complex and, you know, a responsibility is perhaps depending on the the, the partnership, the re- like the romantic relationship, yeah. 
I think sets the tone for for how the entire family sees the responsibility of the people in the family. So I think yeah. that Susan Sarandon accepting Julia Roberts becomes an important way for this family perhaps to not move on after she passes, but the idea that they can continue to be a family with Julia Roberts. And, and we have to consider that this is made from a 1990s perspective because absolutely. It, it, we, we went through like, as everything goes, everything kind of goes in cycles, no matter what. And you had at the beginning of the nineties, you had the women can do everything kind mm-hmm. of a Claire Huxtable type. She could have uh, what six mm. children yeah. and still be an attorney <laughs> and still, you know, just like do everything. And there are people that, that do an, and do an incredible job with six kill- children. Absolutely. Being but, uh, but, and there's then people I, who struggle. <laughs> like, struggle. Six kids. Do you, have you seen the Brady Bunch? They need Alice. They can't do anything in that family without right. Alice. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. We kind of go through these different cycles of where uh, I feel like as women, where uh, we homemaking is sort of more on the outs, and then other yeah. times when it's more sort of, and and it's kind of it's sad that we have this kind of rivalry between the women who who stay at at home and are homemakers and the women who work like it's it, and i obviously as a single woman i can't really speak to that yeah. but i but it's definitely a thing that happens and as a culture we kind of go through i feel like a little bit of a cycle of 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 women and how we're treating uh treating women and i think uh that the the relationship between Jackie and Isabel is definitely a competitive one, you know, that that they're both trying to kind of win the love of these children. Yeah. And you really even see it where because Jackie can be difficult. I yeah. mean, they definitely that's the one thing I appreciated about this movie is that neither one is put up as like a a devil or an angel kind of a thing. And, and so Isabel loses Ben, but then <laughs> Jackie steals her Pearl jam idea. You know, yeah. like there's, there's definitely some real pettiness here and some, and both of them are flawed. And I appreciate that. I like flawed characters and stories. And, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, in, I loved the show Reba. I don't know if you ever watched yeah, I've Reba. Seen it. Yeah. yeah. And there's an episode where Barbara Jean loses, I guess it must be Kira or I don't know. I can't remember, but it loses a thing. And I just liked that. Uh, and, and Reba's freaking out. And, and like Brock says, I was there when you were raising our children. You were not perfect. And, and <laughs> you well, forget I was there. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you brought up the idea of rivalry. And, and there's two ways in which, which you, you've made your point. Like the first one being that there's some rivalry between working women or women who stay home or women who do both. And there should absolutely not be that. It's, it's what works for you. It's what works for your family. It's what you want to do, what you need to do. But also I think what we're seeing now in the pandemic, like I've seen a number of news stories where it talks about that, you know, a lot of the, the home responsibilities, like homeschooling kids and doing this stuff has fallen mainly on the women. And so I think we start to see that, what they call the second shift is that women might work all day and then come home and they work at home all the time or that for women who stay home, they're working 24 seven and they don't get paid <laughs> in the sense of like, 
you know, all of the work that they do. And so I think there it, it, it should be more about not necessarily a rivalry. Like I don't look down on, on women who stay home. I don't look down on women who do both or who only work, whatever. Like I said, it's, it's like you do you what works for your family. But I think what's maybe important going back to the point about how the partnership is set up really sort of trickles down and how the rest of the family works. So if, you know, if, if there isn't a conversation about how everyone can contribute in that, or that it's, you know, I just see so many stories on Facebook and different groups I'm in about how, like, you know, with Christmas just happening, how much work women do um, for the holidays to happen. And, and, and just like this idea that like, working in a partnership is really important. Um, And I know that might be going a little bit further from this movie, but I think it's an important point because we don't see him doing very much in this movie. Um, And so it's it's true. It's so after the Ben gets lost and uh, Jackie is very upset. And I, I did like the moment where he says, where Ben says, if you want me to hate her, I will. Yeah. That was a big moment, I think, for her character when she realizes what she's doing. And then they ha- she has a conversation with Ed Harris. I forget his name. Luke. Luke. <laughs> Luke. Yeah. Uh, she has a conversation <laughs> with him. And uh, he says, please don't involve the lawyers. Yeah. Please don't do that. And and she says, I'll give you one last chance. Yeah. And. Uh, then that's when right when we start getting into the sort of the sickness narrative is when that starts uh, that uh, Jackie is late picking up the kids um, from school and uh, so Isabel has to leave the shoot in order to pick up the kids and I guess I, I guess they must be going to a private school or something like that because it seems like there's a pretty big age gap. So I don't understand why the kids are at the same school. They could just be schools that are connected to each other. Like you have an elementary wing and a middle school wing type of thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, that's not my situation. They don't have any school buses or anything like that. Yeah. Evidently in the school, you got to well, get picked up. They were also in New York City, right? So that might be part of it i don't know yeah that must be part of it i went to public school so i don't know <laughs> i rode buses i went to public school too i but i, I don't just walk home i i guess i was close enough i yeah most of the time i walked home the only time i and... needed to ride the bus was high school elementary was around the block and uh middle school was two two to three blocks away so yeah we walked <laughs> yeah yeah so someone will have to clue us in because we don't know what's going on <laughs> But you're right. I felt like that is is she she shouldn't have had to give up her job in order to pick the kids up kind of. I mean, in reality, they you do have to make those kind of sacrifices with children. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. It's part but of the deal. <laughs> it just seems like with three people there should have been another person who could. I didn't see pick him pick up the kids once. Right, exactly. Like, it was not discussed once. But I think. Oh, or maybe we could get the one of the assistants or something like that. Yeah, too. like I'm sure he's got people. But she's trying to win him over. So that's yeah. why. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's does. got people too that could take care of this. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and she can't believe that Jackie 
Uh, and you think that Jackie would at least say thank you to her. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so that's why I like it that they're both flawed characters. Like, neither of them is perfect. Well, I think, like, what that highlights is, like, the second point about rivalry, which is that they're in rivalry with each other, which I think is something that often happens in our society where we pit women against each other. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense specifically here. A lot of times I'm like, when people pit women against other women, I think it's just, it's not necessary, but it makes sense here because, you know, they used to be married. These are her children. You know, the boy came out quickly. The girl took 28 hours, right? Like she was in labor for 28 hours with her little girl. And then it's like, she's dying and it's unfair. And here comes some woman that she doesn't really know who doesn't know, can't even show up on time, right? So it's like these first impressions, it probably was not going to be a good first impression because the the ex-wife is also devastated perhaps about the loss of her husband. And now there's he's with someone new and younger and there's a lot of feelings there. And so it makes a lot of sense. But I think the moments for me that just highlight like where you start to see that it's not about the kids being a nuisance for Isabel. It's that it's part of the package deal. And that sounds cold, I guess, but I mean, it is right. It's part of the deal when you are going to go with someone who's previously married and have children, if you're going to marry them, but also like of, of wanting, you know what I mean? Like when Jackie forgets to pick up the kids and Isabel goes there and like the kids are the daughter especially is destroyed that her mom would forget them and she says you know what it was me I forgot your mom called me and asked if I could pick you up and I got carried away at work and so she's doing this thing in which to protect their view of their mother that I thought was absolutely just it's just like something small But like, that is a huge message to Jackie that, okay, maybe this, maybe this lady, she's got you and she's going to have your kids. And I think what it comes down to is like, when they start to spend time together and they get to know each other, um, and, and Jackie asks Isabel to help take photographs for a Christmas present she's making for her children. Like you start to see that, like, they're okay with each other. They that but we're not always okay with everything happening because we're still coping with it. Like there's grief involved with divorce. Like I yeah. just can't imagine being with someone for as long as you've had and and having children with them and still thinking the relationship perhaps is good and then one walks out on the other like the wounds that that parents might have in their own relationship and having to completely ignore how they feel because yeah. their kids are are the most important thing, right? That yeah, like, no, it's true. Yeah, uh, it would be. I can't because I I have a I'm someone who can hold a bit of a grudge. I definitely <laughs> have that part of me. Yeah, and so I I I think it it would be rough. And, yeah, but they the first time that Isabel really starts to win over Anna is when she helps her with her painting. Yeah, and for some ideas, and uh, that that's kind of a big moment for their character, and uh, and then uh, what did you think of his proposal to Isabel? Um, can you not do it in bed? (laughs) 
agree with that. And also, he never really gets down on one knee. And maybe I'm old school, but I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, either like for me, I'm like it doesn't have to be that per se. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of neat if 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 someone proposes that way. And I'm kind of like whoever proposes to whoever, it should be more special than I literally woke up from bed. Like I would probably still I was I was like dreaming. Is this? <laughs> Is this yeah. real life? Am I having a nightmare? Like, what is happening? And so... Like, I think the spool of thread is cute. I do. But I but, also think yeah. it's it's precisely who this guy is. <laughs> and maybe I'm being a little unfair, but maybe we need to have Luke's spinoff story <laughs> to really understand what's going on. Because, like, the kids adore him. And, like, Susan Serrano's, like, you know, Jackie's like, you're a good father. I just never gave you a chance to believe that yourself. Um, and so, like, I, there's these good moments, but he's just a little too, like, um, absent for us to really understand who he is. And, like, yeah. my dad worked a lot of hours, but he he's an amazing dad. He still is. Love him. I would call him a best friend now. Um, but, like, if they focused on him just being at work, yeah. Like, what's this guy's deal? <laughs> right yeah but, that's yeah. true and the the relationship is mainly between this two women is the focus of the movie but yeah you're right with that and so there's a bunch of scenes of isabel uh is uh, has a moment of a breakthrough with ben uh when she sings to him which i thought mm-hmm. was a very sweet moment yeah uh she also has the moment where she finds out that Jackie has been lying about uh, going into the chemo. And uh, so she thinks that she is going to work in LA and she says, you know, don't take these. I'm, she says, this is my problem. I'm going to marry this man and we are going to have a life together. And if you take these kids from him, they're everything to him. And then that's when Susan Shrandon says, when Jackie says, you may guess the wrong secret. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I, Anna, when they finally tell the kids, I, I, I liked that, that Susan Sarandon, she, the, when Ed Harris is telling, uh, when, when she's telling Ed Harris that she has cancer, I liked it. It was a very, it was a very good acting choice that, that Susan Sarandon made there where she does not make eye contact with him the whole mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. And I thought that that was so telling of kind of their relationship mm-hmm. is she's looking off. She's not making eye contact with him. And I thought that was really good. And, and he says, it should have been me instead of you. Yeah. And I liked it. She's like, I'll go along with that. <laughs> yeah. Like those like funny moments in the, in the pain. And I mean, I think it also reflects their, their relationship when they, when she originally tries to tell him, but he's like, Oh, I got something to tell you too. And she's like, you go first. And he tells her that he's going to propose to Isabel. And then he's like, okay, what about yours? And she's like, I think we have enough to deal with, with yours. And so it's even this moment where it's like, when she's trying to make this thing happen, that it still becomes maybe a little bit not about her when maybe it's time for it to be about her, you know? Well, and they tell the kids and Anna says that, you know, you lied to me and I, I can understand why she said that, but, uh, it, you know, it's just, it's tough. Like, that's a teenage moment. It's like, it's such a, (laughs) 
such a natural reaction to kind of go inward and be selfish when we're sad about something like that and it's like anna it's not about you at all it's about your uh about your mother and what she's going to be going through but because we're in we're hurting we kind of we have a selfish kind of reaction i also I think, think pretty, that pretty when, common in life to do when, when people don't tell us things right away i think that as kids when that happens with parents that we feel like they don't think we can handle it. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I absolutely think finding a right time to tell like a 12 and eight year old is absolutely 100% appropriate. But I, I do think there is this level of immediately feeling like my mom doesn't love me or trust me or, you know, like she doesn't think I can handle it or, you yeah. know, something like that. So like, I get it, but I'm also like, okay, this is a tween moment. And when you're older, I think you're going to look back and be like, yeah, that was not the way to go. <laughs> and then we've not my the best whole, moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we have the whole sequence where they're singing, uh, lip syncing to Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Uh, and this seems like that was such a thing of rom-coms of that yeah. era. Not that this isn't necessarily rom-com, but that this kind of style of movie uh, that you'd have the whether it was in my best friend's wedding say a little prayer yep. for me like yeah. i don't know, it seemed like all of these movies had that kind of song sequence i think that was the moment for anna when she realizes that her her mom and isabel can all have something in common because yeah. we originally see isabel singing with the kids in the car and then this uh this next scene is when they're just found out that their mom has cancer and there's kind of like this competitive moment where like this is an isabel song and she's like she might know the words but she doesn't got the moves or you know something along those lines where it's still like like let's we can still have this moment you know isabella knows a song but i also we can have our moment with it and i think that's pretty yeah. cool what am i can i talk about one like my favorite scene of the whole movie uh-huh. <laughs> so Jackie is somehow in charge of a school. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that. <laughs> the school Thanksgiving performance. And and it's like, it feels like a 10 minute scene of, this is our, our land. This is your <laughs> land. From Cali- right. For like 20 minutes, it feels and they like. have the Clintons involved. Which <laughs> Every cool. single fruit and vegetable and president. And, 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 they're, and then- but during this, like Jackie is like, being that that mom to make these things happen and she's giving kids things to carry out and and her daughter goes out and 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 at that time Isabel comes in and he's like your father can't come so I'm here and and to watch you and 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 Anna seems you know excited that Isabel is there and then and then Isabel is telling Jackie about the boy her daughter has a crush on, but he's going to try to break up with her in front of people. And there's this whole moment, but it's like this 20 minute thing of these kids walking out. The best part is Ben is the turkey and the turkey dies at the end of the play. Oh no, that was great. But my favorite moment is when Julia Roberts realizes that this has lasted like 17 minutes. And she's like, what the hell is this? (laughs) She's so like the turkey Dead. <laughs> but he does it great you yeah. know but it's just like this real life moment where there's just like there's multitasking it just shows that life goes on no matter what like yeah. i have cancer 
and my daughter has a crush is dating a boy who's gonna like reject her and I want to protect her and I'm gonna help this mom help her daughter and the Clintons have to be at Thanksgiving dinner with all the pilgrims and all this it's just like the idea of like how ridiculous stuff is every there's all this daily stuff and then there's these moments where like the most serious thing is that Jackie has cancer, but maybe the most important thing is that her daughter is about to be hurt by a boy and her soon to be stepmom is letting the mom know so that she can help her daughter. And then it ends with the cherry on top, the sun coming down at the turkey and being <laughs> shot by 10 kids and like yeah. Julia Roberts face is like, what the yeah. hell is happening? I, like, <laughs> I think that love actually, I think love yes, actually. Yes, they capture it as well. Oh I think God. they stole this idea from this movie. I had never occurred to me because, you know, of course, in Love Actually, they have the Thanksgiving lobster. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous stuff that we have kids do in school and that we will do all these things to make these moments happen, include create a lobster outfit <laughs> and create little guns that can blow smoke to kill a turkey. <laughs> That is yeah. my favorite part of the entire movie because it just, I think it just shows like the, just like these really ridiculous things that happen every day, but really highlights this really important moment. And that although cancer might be the most serious thing, like in my daughter's life, it's, it's this thing. And, and, and that both like the stepmom realizes that and like she's become, she doesn't understand this Turkey performance but she gets that she needs to tell jackie what's going on with her dog yeah well Uh, so then we get a couple different scenes we have jackie taking anna out in the snow in the middle of the night yeah that was cool that was cute and she says i'll remember always always and then uh and then isabel uh is fired from her job which was I mean, as a, I mean, it seems like she was a freelancer. I'm sure she'll uh, be fine. <laughs> she's like, she'll be fine. But, uh, but still is, uh, you know, definitely tough. And I feel like maybe, maybe we've gotten a little better as a culture as yeah. uh, with, with, you know, things like paternity leave and we other things like better. that. that <laughs> we, we, we need to do better, but I feel like we've improved a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. But I also think that's the moment where Isabel realizes the the great responsibility that she is now honored to to have is to take care of Jackie's kids, you know, and she's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And she was like, bye. She was out of there. Yeah. And so she has a conversation with with Anna and she says, Anna says, no, thanks. I don't need advice from a stepmother. She says, uh, "She says I can see how sitting out here in the cold and the snow is better than listening to a stepmother. But for kicks, let's lose the title. Then you can either pretend to be an adult or not. Yeah, and you can do something about it together, or you you can be crying or do something about it. And so then they, yeah, they get the plan. The uh, and." <laughs> Um, and so the scheme kind of goes off well yeah and uh but then jackie gets very upset and she says you taught my child that i'm a loser who doesn't care about my pain or doesn't care about her pain and and i don't know what do you think about this that you know she does tell 
Anna to lie and you know put this this scheme what do you think about that um I can understand why Jackie is upset it it does feel like the cool aunt thing to do you know what I mean like let me give you something it reminds me of like Jackie on Roseanne and like the the daughter's going to her for advice right like and Roseanne being like what are you doing (laughs) and like I think that Ultimately, what Isabel was trying to do was to protect Anna and to show that she cared. And okay, so Anna went through, it was elaborate. There was like some model who showed up to pretend to be her high school boyfriend on a bike. And, you know, like they kissed in front of this kid. And, and ultimately, I think what comes from it is that the boy she was dating embarrassed her in front of people. And then the solution from, from Isabel's point of view was to, uh, embarrass him back and i can see as a parent why that would be problematic (laughs) the scene is great and gina malone does a great job in it and and i love it and and i think that that it develops trust between anna and her stepmom um but as someone who studies communication relationships and uh, revenge is never probably the the best idea because then what is that boy going to do now to embarrass her again and so on and so forth, right? Or yeah, you know, I think like I think that maybe uh, Jackie might have overreacted a little bit, but I also think like ultimately, who do you, what kind of person do you want your child to become? And some people might say whoever they plan to be, but also parents are there to kind of guide them through and and help them figure out how to navigate these things. And ultimately, I think that a lot of it is about uh, developing kids into functioning, healthy, happy, and safe adults, and that this might be the way in which to show someone that um, to be that person, you have to like, destroy other people. And um, I think and not that Isabel, I agree with the boy. The boy's a jerk too, you know. So yeah, you know, I mean, Isabel's trying to give her kind of an empowered moment, exactly, which I get, but still, maybe not the outcome I would suggest. The thing about <laughs> it is that I feel like in real life it wouldn't really come off like I. I don't think that most people are that smooth. It's, yeah, I just don't feel like it would end up working out. I feel like it's. it's I would a, say the wrong thing. I wouldn't yeah. get the words right. I, you know, it's like I would be scared about doing it, like anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, I then they also have where Isabel makes uh the like giant cutouts of mm-hmm. Ben and Anna for Jackie. Yeah, but I think that'd be kind of weird. I I wouldn't. Like- <laughs> I mean, like, it it does feel weird to walk into a room and have like these pictures and things like that. But I think the gesture is about doing something special oh, definitely. And, and helping. And so, so I think what we see is that they're, that, you know, Isabel and Jackie, although they, they're maybe not friends, they're becoming especially friendly to each other and, and yeah. being able to like do a solid for each person. <laughs> well, Jackie finally admits to Isabel that one time she lost Ben. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Why is she going to tell julia roberts about it like figure it out on your own lady (laughs) i never wanted to be a mom and now and now i'll always be compared to you says you're perfect they worship you yeah and this is probably the most emotional scene of the movie when she says that i don't 
want to be looking over my shoulder in 20 years knowing someone else would have done it right. Yeah. You know, every story, every wound. I look down the road to her wedding. I'm in the room alone with her, fitting her veil, fluffing her dress, and telling her no woman has ever looked as beautiful as you look at this moment. And my fear is that she'll that she'll be thinking, I wish my mom was here. And, and then she says, and mine is that she won't be. The truth is she doesn't have to choose. She, she can have both of us. And that scene is so well done. Yeah. That I think both those actresses just nail it. And yeah. even just reading it makes me tear up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my God. God my was- tissue box is empty, Rachel. <laughs> Careful with what you say. <laughs> even in my notes, I wrote sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they says, and she will be a better person because of me and because of you. Yeah. Well, it is such a good scene. Yeah. And I think like Julia, like Isabel's point in that is a little, um, it, it makes sense. It's natural and that sort of thing. And I think that uh, five years from that point, she wouldn't say that, that I think that she would realize that of course, Anna's going to want wish her mother was at her wedding, no matter who is in that room with her. Doesn't matter. She's always going to miss her mom. That doesn't mean she doesn't need Isabel to be in that room as well. But I think that, and I don't want to say that's a naive comment from that character. I just think it's not fully formed yet. You know, it, it, it's natural and it makes sense. But in the end, it's not necessarily about Isabel or about Jackie. It's about Anna. and And that's what, parenting is about it's about the kids <laughs> yeah you know so yeah uh, but i well, do think that's a really powerful scene yeah it's so well done both the i just think it's like wow you can tell these are oscar-winning actresses yeah absolutely very well <laughs> and and i think that the movie earns its tears i yeah. really do i think that by the time you feel like you have you've really gotten to know both of these women you, you feel like I said, they're both flawed characters. They're both, you've seen them grow and and uh, develop as characters. And so when it when it piles on the emotion, which it does, it feels earned to me. It feels like I'm invested in these characters. And so I don't mind that it's making me cry because, and there's also the very sad scene when, when jackie makes ben the cape yeah that's what i was just gonna say i I think that scene is is pretty powerful where on christmas morning which is likely to be her last christmas with her children is that she's made these special gifts and and they're gonna have their one-on-one time with their mother and so he goes up there and it's a really special gift and he and he he has like a moment with her but then as like uh, Anna's coming in, he's leaving and he's like, hey, mom, can you be sure dad knows how to double tie my my knots before I go to school? Like it really shows that the different development and that of, of the children and how they are going to cope with the loss of their mother, because then Anna comes in immediately and, and it's it's even you know, a more of a realization for her daughter that her mom is not going to survive cancer. Whereas the boy still has like, you know, that his mom is sick. He doesn't fully understand perhaps, or that, you know, in that moment, he's like, who's going to help me tie my knots? You know what I mean? And I think that's a really important point in that 
grieving and coping and understanding and dealing with, with cancer in a family is going to depend on the age and the role of the person in the family. Yeah. And she says, I'll be like the butterfly and, and you can, we can still meet in our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like a much more real convert, like that's more comforting, I think to the boy. And then with the daughter, I think it's more of a real, more realistic conversation. She makes the quilt with the photos for Anna. Mm -hmm. And she says, I don't want to say goodbye. Yeah. And. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) And we're wrapping it up, right? I see. (laughs) And. uh, Yeah. And Anna's in here. Good Lord. And then. uh, uh, That Ben gets the dove for his magic. (laughs) And they have a final family photo. Uh, with Isabel included in the family photo. And so that's sort of the end of the, the movie. But I and- think what's important, though, in that moment is that that Isabel takes the the family a, a picture of four, and then she goes, now we need another one with the entire family. And, and, and that is, like, that Isabel is a part of this family, and I think that is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. So I really enjoyed this movie. I I think that it does a really good job with the characters. And like I said, I think it mm-hmm. earns its prize, which is hard to do. Uh, it earns its tears. And it also, I feel like it makes me root for a disgruntled teenage character, which is also <laughs> difficult for me to do. I really, really turned off by those I characters. I feel them in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's very well acted. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, this one, it has a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I think that's too low. I think this yeah. movie is a good movie. I like it. And yeah. so I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a, like a 7.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I, I think the performances are good. I think it, like I said, it earns its emotion. And, uh, I think it has something it's it's about a, a relationship that we don't typically see movies yeah. about about the stepmom uh and mom relationship well, which I think is good so Disney has a lockdown on this market usually <laughs> <laughs> the mom is dead yeah mom is dead stepmom <laughs> is evil and we haven't even thought about talking about the idea is what if Isabel's character had children too and bringing them together yeah, which I think like an another sh- uh, like a TV show that kind of gets at that, but with a very dramatic spin is obviously Gossip Girl when you have families that are merging together and a lot more maliciousness and yeah. and, and and things happening. For me, I would probably give it a seven out of ten. I enjoyed it. I think there's moments that like I have some notes about the Luke character. If anyone at that movie company is thinking about doing a remake. Um, <laughs> But I, I think the performances are strong, especially by the children, which I think is really something to see when when kids nail it. It's it's yeah. it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I would say I like a TV show where the kids nail it. They're a little bit older, but Stranger Things, like those kids are actors. Yeah. They're not kids pretending. Right. right. So I think yeah. that's important. Um, I and I think that watching this when you're 20 something versus when you're 40 something is a completely different experience. Yeah, it's, it's very true. <laughs> and that I think rewatching it now just uh, w- makes me wish that I, there were more stories about 
different types of families. And so that would be my call to action for media. And maybe I'm missing out on them. So maybe listeners are like, here's what you need to watch a movie, TV show, or whatever the case is. I would love those recommendations, but that's what I I hope for. Your thoughts, because we can, we don't have to only talk about Hallmark movies. We can talk about anything that feels sort of on brand. Mm-hmm. We can talk about anything that feels kind of on brand, and so that will be fun. So let us know your suggestions, what you think of Stepmom. Put in the comments section, or let us know on Twitter. And Lisa, how can people find you? Yes, I'm Dr. Lisa Lucas on Twitter, and I have a webpage called Alika. Ali- Do I know my own name? <laughs> keep that in okay alisalucas.com and then i host best forever's pod uh the podcast and you can find best forever's pod um on facebook twitter and instagram see now i've taken like a two-month break because of the pandemic and this is one of my first recordings (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing anymore back (laughs) i'm I'm a little rusty (laughs) thanks for having me yeah well, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, which we'll be adding this review yes. step up into Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be covering Sundance Film Festival uh, this whole month, so make sure you check out all over there. You'll enjoy it. And make sure you're following the Homeworkers podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. And uh, and uh, check out our patron group. We have watch-alongs every month, and we have a lot of fun. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So check that out. And thank you so much. And we will talk to you all later. Woo! Bye, everyone. Bye.